Hey, Internet, welcome back to Same Ish Different Day, the podcast where we continue the march into madness. I'm Raza Malik, and I'm joined with my Amaze Balls co host, Bailey Nargang, also featuring the lovely Wine Mom, the arbiter of everything TikTok and YouTube. Hey, it's Wine Mom. Bailey here. Gotta drop that reminder that you can find this show on any streaming service you use. Remember to leave a sassy review, and you wanna bash us or our opinions generally? Well, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and maybe some other places in the future. I join these guys weekly to keep their egos in check as we break down complex social issues and talk about why your kids shouldn't be watching family vloggers. We talk about real-ish on a real level. Ain't got time for the Twitters? Don't worry, we have collectively wasted our existence combing the internet for you. Also, before these two get carried away, don't be shy. Join our Discord for the inside scoop. You can also support us on Patreon, where you can work your way up your our very own class system. And don't worry, it's pay to win. So welcome back to another episode of Same Shit, Different Day, where we try not to rip each other's heads off. Let's get it. What's up, Internets? Welcome to Same-ish, Different Day, the podcast with a name that we can't say anymore. This week, Raza wanted to talk about streaming and whether it's ruining TV shows or nah. All right, so the headline, though, <laughs> and it makes a lot of sense, is are we in another golden age with, with the amount of accessibility that we have? In the last few decades, we've seen some great shows. In some cases they've surpassed the viewing experiences of movies. We're talking like Game of Thrones, Fargo, Atlanta, Breaking Bad, etc., etc. So, are we in another golden age of TV, or are we just used to bad TV shows which have lowered the bar because there's so much out there? I'll, I'll let Wine Mom start this because she went on on a tangent of how, uh, how Better Call Saul is not good. So, okay. So first of all, I've never <laughs> watched. I've never watched Better Call Saul, and I may. I said that because I feel like that show Breaking Bad didn't need that show. I get that some people like it and see the value in it, and that's fine. But to answer the core question, if you're going to compare current media to something like Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead, like the that sort of era of TV then, yeah, we're just used to shitty TV now, 100%. Because I'm going to use, maybe this is, like, not nice of me, but I'm going to use Riverdale as a reference. When yeah. Riverdale when Riverdale oh. started, I was like, okay, this is kind of cute, like, little Archie comic, like, throwback to when we were kids. Like, okay, maybe this will be a little enjoyable. I watched the first two seasons, and then shit just got really weird, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to watch this anymore. And then in the last month, I have seen so many clips from this show, which I'm like, how is this even a progression of the same show? How is this even the same show at all? What even is this now? It literally, like, contextually makes no sense, and it just feels like producers now are like okay everybody likes this type of drama or this type of i guess tv content or whatever so how do we smash this into a tv series where it doesn't make any fucking sense so do you think it's the creators being lazy or the whole 
process is rushed. That's the clarification I have from that. I think it's a combination. Because here's the thing. I don't feel like time is truly a factor when it comes to mistakes like that. I don't think time is the is the big factor. And I say this because these producers know that they're making these shows. These writers know they're making these shows. And a lot of these things that are being produced and being released, they have the option of completing a series a year before they release it and then continuing the following series. So they have enough foresight that they shouldn't be making these lazy mistakes. But what I'm thinking is happening is more so it's bad writing because they're like, oh, everybody likes this genre. Everybody likes that genre. Or this show is popular because of these things. Or this movie is popular because of this. So let's throw this into our series somehow and like make it cool and like try and spice it up. And then instead of considering the fact that they have enough time where they could do this slower and more methodical... They're like, how do we just, like, pump out the episodes really fast so we can just keep creating content and just keep people engaged and keep even people wanting to watch it? Because what I'm finding with Riverdale a lot, because I'm using Riverdale as a reference because it's the worst thing I've seen on TV. <laughs> like, just the worst thing I've seen in a while. I, I fucks with that. I fucks with that. It's a fucking mess. There's, you guys it's are a great dumb. show. It's a you great show. Dumb. But I'm finding from my friends now that are watching Riverdale still, they're like, look, the show is so stupid. It makes no sense. It's such a mess. Like, what is, what are all these, you know, twists and turns they're adding in this, like, all of this, like, magic type stuff. And, like, they flopped on a crossover. My friends are like, I'm literally just watching it because I've watched it for so long now that I just need to know how it ends. Mm -hmm. Like, that's literally why I'm watching it. But I find that it's just turned, these shows, like, okay. This is, like, really mean. But I feel like... <laughs> oh, man. This is not nice. I feel like a lot of these Netflix shows are just turning into um, soap operas. Like, when we were kids and we used to watch shows like Passions, like, I feel like that's just what Netflix TV series have become now. Yes. So to add yeah, the nerdy I... part, <clears throat> I would agree with that. And I think, to compound on it, I agree with everything you said. I think part of that Definitely. is they're designing, they're designing content based off the statistics, right? So it takes yeah. away the artistic integrity, and that's why you get a repetitive content, or that's why you get mm -hmm. Riverdale introducing magic, because they're like, oh, this works with this audience, so let's do it, boys. It's just, it's stupid. It's stupid. Like, literally, like, I'm sorry. It's stupid. Like, yeah, I, I do agree with that because it's like, it's all like what Bailey is, if is saying, it's all about the trends of it all. So mm -hmm. uh, all these shows that you're watching on Netflix, the reason why they're shit is because they're all trying to jump or fit into some, to something. Um, uh, yeah, and in a uh, Riverdale's case, they're trying to f f fit in like the superhero or magic stuff, and, and it, it doesn't work. So, I think that like in general, uh, the reason why we're getting these like gooder shows like Ozark and Breaking Bad, like especially on streaming services, except for Netflix, is because uh, sh uh, these streaming services don't have to abide by 
like ads, right? So like right. ads, advertisements have a lot of say in that uh, 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 Riverdale episode of what what gets said in 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 it. So I ju just think that like um and also longevity too. Like the longer the show goes on, the more it's gonna get. Like the worse it. If, it's gonna get we've seen this in breaking bad but they see like oh our viewership is doing good we don't need, need to end this that's we have like 400 seasons of the walking dead and then it's like, like 20 spinoffs i hear what you're i hear what you're saying but it just doesn't make sense like in contrast like i just feel like when it comes to something like netflix they're they're preying on that like teen audience that will just watch these like weird things because they like because they fall in love with the actors and the actresses and so they just want to watch them do whatever on tv because it just right. makes me think like i felt like archie and sabrina the teenage witch honestly could have been significantly more successful if they followed a blueprint of something like pretty little liars where it was like that was obviously meant to be a teen show a teen drama and it's like it worked it had a lot of series it had good longevity and it did get a little bit weird but it stayed within the zone of like what it was trying to be it wasn't like oh superhero movies are really popular right now oh everyone's getting back into sci-fi again let's turn this one random character into a vampire it doesn't make any sense yeah yeah it's again they're they're doing that it doesn't make any sense but it's gonna sell it's gonna do good for people love vampires right but right now, and that's the thing it need to you're, make sense. Yeah. right you're right but it's like we had the show we had we had a show like the punisher which was absolutely yeah. perfect it was beautiful it was well written it was well done you know it had a really strong cast it was a great show and everybody wanted to keep it and netflix is like yeah we're gonna cancel it but, like, that was the show, like, everyone was obsessed over. So if you look at it, you're, like, between... If, if somebody gave me the option right now, if I was on the Netflix head team and they were, like, okay, these are your two options. Either you keep Archie or we bring back the Punisher. Archie is going. Okay, wrap it up. We're done. We'll do another teeny bopper show that will work just fine. We'll start it off with more sci-fi to begin and, like, do, like, a monster high or something more like that. And let's just revamp the Punisher, bring it back. Like that to me would make more sense because if you're trying to cater to the audience of superhero stuff, as somebody who fucking hates superhero stuff, if you want to cater to that audience, which seems to be, sadly, I hate to say it, sort of the majority audience right now, which is like everybody wants superhero shit, which I don't get it. Like, how are you not bored of that yet? The Punisher is the best medium ground because yes, it's oh, technically in the line of superhero stuff. It's it's uh, that's where the production logistics and like reality <laughs> of the situation and them cost saving comes into it heavily, right? Because to produce a show like that, you're only getting like 13 episodes of content. You have to do all these sets. You have to buy all these fake toy bang bang things. You gotta. There's a lot of logistics and money that goes into that. But then you produce this fucking Disney stuff that they're producing every other week. Half of it's on a green screen set, or it's in New York City, or it's in somewhere that is like a much more affordable template that they can take and repeat and rinse and wash 
So the the reason that they're not going to pick up the Punisher is the monies. <clears throat> well, you're right, and like I think, but that's why I'm saying like it's lazy. It is like you can they can make money off Punisher. Like this is the superhero aspect of Punisher. You have the option of like all the merchandising and Comic Con and all that other crap where you can make more yeah. fucking money off of these characters. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? People would mm-hmm. be crawling all over themselves to go see. John Berthold at well, Comic Con or something like that. To, to be fair, that supposedly Disney's putting it back on theirs now, <clears> and then <throat> that's heard. supposed that's to lead to good things. But you know. so, a, a Punisher is is a special case. Um, it's because Netflix it doesn't. It's like a half, 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 half thing. But uh, show there's other great shows on Netflix that had like have one offs. Um, forget the one I just saw, and it's ki- like, uh, like the like, defenders. <laughs> the defenders. That's coming back too. Um, oh shit! Different cast, but uh, it's just Netflix is more focused on like putting out the shows because it's weird. Initially, they started off. Oh, you're you gonna have these cool shows like House of Cards, Orange Is the New Black. You, yes. You're, you're, yes. You're gonna have those yeah, shows. Yeah, same thing with Orange Is New the New Black. That show fell off too. That's where they really started to. Sorry, Raza, but they really started getting lazy with that series too. Yeah, honestly, and, <clears throat> and they were seeing, they were seeing these shows like Riverdale come on their streaming service and fucking kick butt in 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 the ratings now. Netflix it doesn't really produce it or fund it, but they're still part of the problem in allowing it to be existing, which is like like a big statement to say because they put it on their ser- their service. But um, yeah, I just like Netflix initially started out like, oh, let's give you experimental voices. On our platform, hence why they had really good shows. But then over time, they're like, "Why don't we do it like CW is doing it? They're they have twenty seasons of of the Flash going on, and people love it. Why don't we just do it like 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 that?" So, and now look at Netflix; they're hemorrhaging money because every single show is yeah. canceled. Right at after your Cowboy Bebop, for example, they invest so much money into it, and then bam. Same with this Resident Evil show. But let's just, and then the the diamond in the rough, you're going to get these Witchers, these other shows and stuff like that that stay there that are actually good, but then it's not enough to, like, justify Netflix being... that way it's it's even like low-key now i can't even say this because everyone will fucking hate me for saying this but i stopped watching stranger things because i felt like okay we're going down the same path here with the show now where i'm starting to feel like we're just seeing the same things over and over again and it's like now it's just like it doesn't make any sense like because it just doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. like i don't understand how we're like how are we getting it doesn't make sense i I am on i'm on your side here well, thank you, because I feel like with the internet trends, right, the shows that are always being talked about are Dexter, which is a serial killer. I've never watched it, but I'm assuming it's a serial killer type show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are show, um, then again, Pretty Pretty Little Liars. Um, there is, I'm trying to remember them all right now, and now my brain's like dying. Like Smallville. Um, yeah. 
There was another one I was just gonna reference. This one maybe is too niche, you guys don't remember, like Lost Girl. And then again, oh. there's Ozark and The Walking Dead and like all those kind of shows where um, there is a lot of like, or Supernatural is the other one I was gonna say. Like these shows are shows that even though a lot of them are like old or maybe done or like not continuing to be made anymore, whatever the case may be, they all have certain aspects that were super popular and everybody loved them. Like Supernatural was ridiculously popular, especially because we were just talking about Tumblr before we started. It's like, especially on Tumblr, like yeah. 90% of people on Tumblr were Supernatural fans. Like that was what we all talked about. And even still now you get the memes from that show. To yeah. The, day. the reason why those shows you just mentioned back then were good is because it was uncharted territory. Now, well, this is like, what I mean. Where else can we're, we're going everywhere? We're gone but everywhere. that's the thing, though, Rosa. If they picked one concept and they stuck with it, because this is the thing Riverdale could, because if I remember correctly from the Archie comics, there was a bit of like a Scooby Doo esque type vibe to the Archie comics. They yeah. could have continued with that arc of like every season, there's like a villain that they have to like figure out and just kept it like every season because i feel like when i think about riverdale or i think about archie comics i think about each season as its own entity yes you can have more seasons but i think of that type of style of content to be like you could watch season one season eight season four season three like you should be able to watch them once they're all completed interchangeably because they should have a complete story per season. It shouldn't be this continuation of like, now we're turning into a vampire and this one's a superhero <laughs> and this one has magical powers yeah. and this one can not die. And then this one can teleport. And it's like, yeah, but leave that for Sabrina, the teenage witch. Cause that's what that show is. Why are you trying to now make another show like that? Just with different characters. So I don't get it because that broke new grounds that permeates your memory better and sets the definition but repeating it makes it boring these words are, are in the bible holy shit Bailey. um yes yeah yes and no because if they were to bring back let's say they were to bring back supernatural because i feel like supernatural is, of course it's the same like with x-files you get to a certain point where it's like Okay, how much more of these mysteries can we keep doing, right? Like, how much more can we keep... Like, there's only so many mystical creatures and things like that that we can keep doing in so many arc lines. This is why things like um, CSI and Criminal Minds start to kind of get boring because it's like, okay, what more can we... How many more of these same type of episodes yeah. can we create, okay. right? But it's like... That. It's like, then just make it that. Make it that. Make it that, like, repetitive whatever type series don't borrow other concepts from other shows and just start smashing them all together because that's not conceptual art like they think it is you're not being creative and out of the box and like fun and new and exciting you're just borrowing a bunch of ideas and like sitting there with your two barbie dolls and just smashing them together and thinking that you're going to create an art project but really you're just being lazy and you're not you're just you're being lazy and you're you're ruining old concepts because it's like I would much rather you continue other series with these same ideas versus starting a new series with a smash up of like seven different series yeah. into one show. So, 
before we go to the next <laughs> section, because this is a good point to get on to the second half of the discussion. Mm-hmm. I was curious that how do you, as the viewer, persuade that? Like, how do you have any influence on this process? You know what I mean? Because they're just going to keep pumping out the garbage. Because the, 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 the nutsos are still paying for the Marvel movies. Thor's still selling out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the reality is, is I don't have a say. It's not, it's like, this is me speaking into a black box that where the sound's never going to leave. Because I know that, I know that I'm not the only one who feels this way because I've had these conversations with other people before. So I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. But the reality is, is I'm not the majority. The majority is kids. And kids buy this shit because they're too intellectually immature to understand that these concepts are just bullshit. That's the problem. And it's easier to sell, like, it's easier to sell merchandise to kids. And so that's why it's going to be the way that it is. That's why Stranger Things is the way it is because it's centered around a bunch of children. They're using nostalgia and then they're also using child characters in order to bring in the older people because older people are going to watch it with their kids. So they bring you your nostalgia. So you'll watch it for the nostalgia. And then it's like kids plot line and like shit for so they can keep kids watching to keep selling merch. The nostalgia works and I had... I sorry, just right quick. I had no idea because I was in the country, and all these small town people watch Stranger Things, and they related to it. all the older generations, all the boomers. They they were like, "Oh, it reminds me of my life was so much better." I was like, "Oh my god, it works so good on them." My mind was blown to see the practical influence of the nostalgia factor. Yes, but this is common practice in in TV, though. This is what they do. <sighs> Like, think so. about WandaVision, right? I never watched WandaVision, but I know that through the entire series, they did different genres or different eras. And so that draws in different audiences because what it does is, like, say an older person sees you watching and they're like, oh, this is my generation. I'm going to watch the rest of it because I want to see the other stuff from, like, me growing up and when I was younger. Like, that's how they draw you in and they know that. Yeah, they yeah. know how to do that stuff, especially because with the internet being so vast, People are way more invested in era stuff now because like this is the thing with me and this is this is a very big thing and this is why people struggle to like recommend TVs and movies and stuff for me because I'm very particular about aesthetic. If yeah. I'm watching something, it has to fit a specific aesthetic for me. Yeah, Raza, so do you have an answer to the question that I asked so we can round it off here? Can you um, repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> What do you what do you feel as the consumer that you can do to influence the the this process at all? Like change things if it is absolute dog shit. What can we do about you it? You can't, um, really, because uh, show um, uh, studio C dollar signs, not opinions. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you know, if uh, if um, Riverdale is making so much money, what the f- why am I? sassy about it people are having more of of um, of riverdale people love um um riverdale so yeah i don't have a like a any input i mean if the public had the ability to sway a lot less problematic actors and directors and creators would not have shows and movies in production Mm -hmm. 
speaking of someone specifically who's trying to normalize some of the grossest stuff and somehow she has a movie coming out this is like we can't control that it's going to be whatever the producers think is going to bring the money next section we're on to the i bye bye thank you kids good opinions um (laughs) we've got the reddit section coming up we we got the am i the asshole as as rosa always pulls up we might have some new fancy ones coming up soon and i want to add jingles get jingles in here but have relationship advice i <laughs> i male 28 downloaded tinder when me and my ex 24 female are on a break i'm feeling absolutely awful and guilty for doing this my ex moved out but we decided to take a break and eventually try to make things work i gave her space but every time i wanted to talk she was short and distance and sometimes would just ignore me We didn't set any ground rules for the break, so I was feeling low and downloaded Tinder and deleted it because it felt wrong. Of course, a couple couple weeks later, my ex's friend sends sends my profile to her and she's blowing up my phone and pissed at me. Before this conversation, I pretty much said I want it to work out and she said she can only be by herself right now. I respected her needs, and now it looks really bad on me that she found this out. I'm feeling awful, and I do still want her in my life. I just don't know what to do. TLDR, got tender, felt guilty about it. X found out, and is upset with me. I feel guilty, and want her back. Am I the asshole? Now, I'm gonna say no. The way you... On Reddit... Like the way you read it made it sound less serious than it actually is. It's like cartoon. Yeah, but but expand, expand, <laughs> Bailey, expand. You 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 stated your opinion quite early, which normally you don't do. So expand. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I <laughs> don't feel that he needs to feel guilty about being independent in that time he can if he wants to but he can just communicate about it if she's gonna snap just because he opened up an app then you're already living under a very controlling parameter and like no matter how much you love the person it's like you need to evaluate where you're setting your own personal boundaries and for me i don't enjoy any sort of controlling of of my independence in that way especially if this person's ignoring him and they, they've they're clearly broken up and moved out like turning on an app doesn't mean they did anything it's just turning on the idea now if you went on a date and you didn't talk about it and blah 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 that does add many various factors to the scenario and you should communicate about that but just opening it up and considering the idea bro you're going on instagram you're seeing so many butts and holes anyways so it's like what's the difference there's literally no difference so if you're gonna get mad just because you opened up an app and thought about it it's like that meh you know have some conversations instead why mom oh you would like me to go now yes yes go all right well ross geller uh fucked up let's just say that if you did not just get the friends reference right now come on (laughs) Bailey didn't even react I, I'm not classic. with the no. I, it is. It is though. I see where you're coming Come on, from. Where, where him and Rachel break up, and he's like, "We were on a yes, break." Yes. She was like, "It doesn't matter." Anyways, because we were talking about TV and media, so I thought I would bring that up. But anyway, <laughs> uh, 
So here's the thing. He's an asshole only for one reason, though. So do I think if I'm looking at the overall situation, situation, I don't think he's an asshole. If you're not getting your needs met and she's not communicating, then like, I'm not going to blame you for being like, okay, well, I'll look around. But I think he's feeling guilty because he knew that that wasn't the context of the break. He knew that she just needed time and space to figure things out and that there was no discussion of let's see other people. Let's take that kind of a break. So the fact that he's feeling guilty is telling me that he is an asshole because he decided to go, well, she doesn't want to do this with me now Then I'm just going to go find somebody else. And he just had a knee jerk reaction. So it's like, do you value the relationship enough that you're in that even though you're moving out and you were on a break that you can allow yourself because I don't know how long they've been separated for, but you can't allow yourself longer than let's say, I don't know, let's say it was a month. You can't wait a month for somebody that you want to be with permanently. It's like it, it you made that decision to go, well, fuck it. If the, if I'm not going to get what I want, then I'm going to do this. Cause I even feel like his language was a little like toxic to be like, I respected her needs. And then she didn't respect mine. It's like, but did you tell her, Hey, either we're together or we're not because I yeah. need to go and have my needs met. I get you guys are not talking, but people read each other's messages regardless of whether you're not communicating clearly. You send her the message and say, look, you're not speaking to me. I just want to make it clear to you. These certain needs are not being met. If that's something that's going to continue, this is what I would like to make the outline of our break. If that's mm-hmm. not okay with you, please communicate that with me because obviously because i feel like it was obviously communicated that she didn't want to see other people and she didn't want him seeing other people she just needed some time and he took the opportunity to be like okay i guess i'm gonna do this now i guess it's possible he did write it a bit toxically and i can i will concede to that so it sounds like that could have been very much what happened well because like i agree with you with the whole controlling thing bailey like i get what you're saying but if it's not, if you don't give that person the opportunity to, to argue with you against whatever thing, because he even said she was being distant and not responsive. So she was still responding to you to some degree. So you, if you had told her, I'm going to get Tinder if we don't get back together or if you don't talk to me, you didn't give her that option to fix that situation. You didn't give her the option to have that conversation with you. You just arbitrarily made a decision. And again, like for me, it ultimately comes down to if you're taking a break and you've been with somebody for however long and you can't even wait a month or two months or whatever amount of time before you hop on Tinder, like, is it because you want that person or is it because you're lonely and you want to just have the void filled? You know? And so that's why I think yeah. he's an asshole. Go that's ahead. That's fair. Your turn. Well, I, I was going to say... A mix of I agree with both of you in a, like certain aspects, but, 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 but then I really, what you just hit hit the nail on the head because I have friends who or had friends who who, who liked that when they were like not in a relationship anymore, they would hop on to to the next thing, and then when they would get back, what their like initial uh, partner, it would be a whole like cage match. So I think. It, you shouldn't be getting, shouldn't be doing that. 
if the relationship break is still kind of like fresh, right? And then there's, there's that whole like um, thing where it's like she wants time. Yeah. Clearly, there's something going on there that's the relationship isn't ended, right? It's just it's on a sort of like break. Like a break yeah. in the two separate things, so you shouldn't jump on Tinder the moment it ends and start going on. But I do agree with you; it is kind of controlling, because um, on her part, she didn't really clearly communicate like the what's what what she like what's going on. All he knows, it could be ending. But she is the one insinuating or instigating the breakup. So, like, she already knows what is is happening. Uh, he's just doing everything based on her uh, a rea- a reaction. That's what I mm-hmm. have seen in the past. And that I'm just applying that logic to this. <laughs> wrong? Or it could be right. I don't know. But I'm just, what does I see or does yeah. I say? <clears throat> Yeah, I'm with it. I just get the impression that he decided after like two weeks of not constant contact to his degree of comfortability, he was like, okay, well, then I'm just going to find someone else to fill the void. It's like, maybe she wanted to see if you could be on your own. Maybe she wanted to see if you really wanted her or if you were going to run off with somebody else. And then all you did was validate her reasons Mm -hmm. for feeling Mm -hmm. insecure. And needing yeah. the space in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because we so, also yeah. don't have the context of what he's done beforehand that may have triggered mm-hmm. this or what she's going through that may have triggered this. That's the thing. Is mm-hmm. like That's the thing with these advice columns that are a little bit difficult because there's not enough context. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the person who is the asshole writing it quite often wants to paint themselves in a comfortable light. So it's like, tell us how long you guys really haven't been seeing each other. Yeah. And yeah, what I'm is the context it. of the breakup? What does she actually say? Because obviously for her to be upset, then yeah. you've obviously missed some form of the communication that you're choosing to leave out. That's so. Ultimately, it always comes back to that. Yeah. Like actions, yes, but, but then communications, communication is like the the, the main thing people that's, do, don't that's do. Thing, that's another thing too that's like such a big thing with, especially nowadays, because of the ghosting culture, People think no communication is communication and it's not communication because you'll change your mind in the silence. So go fuck yourself. If you think not communicating things with people is how you communicate with people, it's immature. Grow up. Well, you're not cool. You're not that. funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't work. Roz is like, what, what do you mean? I just told you that I wasn't interested. Meanwhile, it goes back and checks his phone. <laughs> so uh, streaming impacts the quality of shows which we've identified now could tv be good now but we are missing it that's the question since most shows most of the new shows are exclusively available on different streaming services say handmaiden's tale only being available on hulu or whatever show only being available on disney plus is it really just the ease of accessibility which creates the hits rather than the quality of the show? I personally, yeah, then, I'll hop in. I think so. I think it's very definitive. I think it has an impact. Say, 
that's why Game of Thrones was popular because it was on the cusp of people still had cable. <clears throat> people were still able to tune in at home on an easy, boring way. But now you're having a show like the sequel for that come out and its views are going to be terrible in comparison because a lot of people aren't going to want to develop new user habits simply because of their commitment to a franchise. And um, I mean, I would say I, I burst your, your bubble here and I, I'm not a house. It's of still popping. It's still popping. It's, it's HBO Max's. Uh, it, it broke records. Wow. Well, for HBO yeah. Max specifically, yeah. though, right? Yeah. But that's yeah. their solo platform. How many? How yeah. many? You know what I mean? In contrast to the yeah. others, how much is that? So, regardless, <laughs> I thought the side tangent I was going to go on right quick is as an OG uh, 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 anime weeb, I, they tried to do this several times in the past. Funimation had their own website originally. They had like daikon.com or something like uh sunrise also did their own and all of these like separate streaming services all fell apart because the individual ips weren't able to like bring in enough viewers on a monthly business basis to make the business sustainable that's why netflix is losing so much fucking money so i think that directly affects the quality of it because then they're going to design TV shows that can go on Crunchyroll or that can go on Netflix because they realize that they can't prop up these independent productions anymore. Yeah, yeah, because like if if, if you look at Netflix's current catalog, it's not scripted shows. In it. Well, to a degree, it's these like these Real Housewives of blah blah blah, right? It, I think they're focused on putting as many of these easy to do shows and they can save money that that way but uh -huh. um i think it's now having and streaming services are are gonna definitely do that because i think they're looking at netflix as sort of an example of what not to 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 do so we could start seeing shows with like less production value going forward because they don't want to invest so much money in things that they're not sure about. Like, for example, Amazon Prime, the biggest, they are, so the new Lord of the Rings show that's coming out next week, they're setting that show up to fail ultimately because they're saying this show determines the uh, the future of, of the service. If, if it doesn't do, do well, Amazon Prime is apparently done. But, uh, but uh, so I I think uh, shows like that, if they invest too much if, into it, it'll <laughs> cause a sinking ship. But um, but yeah, it just I. But, but again, they're looking at what Netflix is doing, and they're saying let's just put out one big show, and then the rest, all these like uh, these reality TV stuff, which people like, because we're ultimately going back or full mm -hmm. Circle, what the content we're getting now. I would agree. I would agree. I see what you're saying there. So it's like, yeah, the ease of accessibility does influence the content because ultimately it's like if you're trying to prop up an independent produ production or something creative and unique, then you're putting more eggs in that basket and it's easier to just throw a few eggs at Riverdale and throw a few eggs at this show and throw a few eggs at Peaky Blinders and that there's safer bets to hedge. Yeah. Rather than fucking blow the rings if you're Jeff Bezos. 
Mine, mom? I feel like it's a combination of things. I feel like exclusivity does sort of dictate success. Um, I'm, I'm thinking it like, because this is the thing about streaming platforms that I've always thought about that doesn't make sense is like Netflix had the idea first right like Netflix really had the idea first to create this like online platform mm-hmm. and the thing that has been the downfall of a lot of these other companies like Disney Plus and um, Amazon Prime and HBO and Hulu and all these other things like yeah they have success in their own right and I know Netflix is kind of floundering right now but I feel like what's created an issue is that all these companies are way too fucking greedy and self-absorbed that instead of sharing profit with another company, like where they could have been significantly more successful because you could have generated more profit under one umbrella versus separating it the way that they did because they wanted the exclusivity of their content. They've created an era where a lot of these shows on other series that may be like new series coming out are not going to be as successful. And it doesn't matter if they're good or if they're not good. They're just not going to be successful. And I say this because I am someone who is not interested in having multiple platforms to watch TV. Mm. It's Netflix or YouTube. That's it. That's where I'm watching things. Other, Maybe some other secret stuff I don't talk about. But I don't, I'm not subscribing to other platforms. Like, I'm not getting a multitude of different, like, I don't want Amazon, Amazon Prime sucks, let's just say that, like, there's nothing really good there. But the The point is, I'm not, I'm not interested in subscribing to a multitude of platforms when it's like, it would be so much easier if they could all just work together and it would be one place. Let's just do one thing. It's like, it's like with YouTube, we have YouTube and we have Vimeo. And it's like, YouTube is way more successful than any other video streaming platform because of the just the ability of other creators to come in and be like hey can we can we share profit you know what i mean like that's where youtube was smart and they were like yeah come on over here we will do third party whatever ads all these things and like just make money yes i know there's some business practices and other things that are problems within youtube but it's like that's how they've been able to stay successful because they've opened their platform to be like sure you know is where it's like i feel like something like hbo with all those um like reality mom shows and like they have the i'm pretty sure that's the one that has the kardashian show now do you mm-hmm. know how successful that those shows would be if they sold some of their not sold but like rented their rights to netflix so that they yeah. could be on netflix because people are already watching netflix now to watch so many reality shows the bachelorette would be successful on there are you kidding me the bachelor survivor those kind of shows would be successful on something like netflix i think that's some corporate overlord shit i agree with you and i think that's some like they're all holding the bag and they're all agreeing not to do it because then they can get these exclusivity contracts right i think eventually that shit will happen. It will be some Game of Thrones or some like maybe probably a reality show. Maybe you're hitting nail on the head there. Some reality show just goes full cross platform and, and pays all the fucking money. But well, uh, it's I, also this would be so much easier because people are because this is thing, sorry, Raza, because this is the thing with technology as we're realizing this now with the generation is like 
as people are the people with money, right? Even our generation, which is still a young generation, we are still pioneers of the internet. We are still making a lot of the trends and the moves and the way that media and stuff is going. We are becoming fucking lazy. And we are becoming so more attuned to we all have iPhones because iPhones are easy to navigate. I know you guys don't have iPhones, but majority of people have iPhones because they're easy to navigate. They're cross-platform. They all work together. All the apps and the things all work together. So it's very seamless. And that's why we all stick with one thing. And if, if the streaming companies would fucking figure it out that we're all really fucking lazy and that if we're not a TV enthusiast... We're not looking to have multiple subscriptions. If we're not a big group of friends who subscribe to like every friend subscribes to a different thing and we all share the passwords, it's not going to be something that people are interested in. Not only that, these platforms don't want us sharing passwords with people. So it's like, what do you want us to do? Exclusivity is going to kill certain shows. It's the truth. Like The Boys may be a good show and it may be a successful show. But eventually, honestly though, eventually... People are going to be like, fuck Amazon Prime because it's trash. And that show is going to fall to the waistline and they're going to have to sell it to some other platform. Well, actually, so that leads into the next part, right? What's been going on lately is there was a potential merger of, I think it was HBO and Warner Brothers. So that also Uh, means. No, uh, Warner Brothers and, and Discovery. Thank you. So that also means a lot of the Discovery Channel content, I was seeing people using examples of Cartoon Network content being wiped from the internet. So it could actually mean much worse things, which means they don't get resold, they're just gone. It becomes lost media. And now that we don't have physical copies, that's just gone in the wind. Yeah, thank God for sites where we're not supposed to be visiting and never visit, and you may be able to find them online. That, but that would be the only way. You would technically have to become a criminal in order to watch your content. So, as you're saying, right, this exclusivity can like bring around the death of so much creativity and, and stuff. I'm totally with it, right? The more you have these mergers and the more these companies become more powerful in the streaming field, these corporate takeover threats bring accessibility concerns to the forefront of all these conspiracy theorists for the years have been saying, I still want my DVDs just like Panda, right? Because now, the thing is, if, they're not yeah, Amazon fails. It, it, if, you, if Amazon Prime fails, yeah, all those shows, you're right, the boys, maybe it doesn't get resold. Maybe all these smaller yeah. shows that no one can name, just gone, lost in time, simply because Jeff Bezos doesn't want to fund it anymore. So all those people, the script writers, all the creative effort, all, all the development that went into that show, just gone forever now. Which is fair, you're right. And I mean, that's sort of, that's kind of what happens with the internet. Like, if, if things are going to be done purely on a media-type basis, then that's their right to decide whether it's going to exist or not exist anymore. And I mean... People are still buying DVDs and physical copies of things because, like, people are always going to want to be collectors. That's just the way that it is. People are hoarders, human beings. We like to collect things. So I don't think DVDs are going to end. But your point of, like, made-for-Netflix TV series and movies and stuff like that, if they're not available as hard copies, then that is what that is. Like, I can't argue with you, but I still feel like removing a multitude of platforms and bringing it, condensing it all down to one thing 
Like it would be way more successful. Like I, I like I hear what you're saying, but I don't even care because the reality is if you want it to be successful and you want it to actually work, taking away this exclusivity of certain rights and platforms and shit like that is what's gonna make these companies more like I don't know what to tell ya. <laughs> okay, Raza, get in um, here. Uh okay, so while I agree with both of you, there's like uh, Netflix is like um, an example of how not to do things because they put all their money into projects that aren't su sustainable and that's why they're ha hemorrhaging money but to to exclusivity it's like um, they what these streaming services are, are now doing is what I'm seeing is that the reason why you, you we're not going to have one platform is because ultimately greed, right? Uh, Netflix can uh, get 100% of the royalties back of you. Why do they want to have that show on a different service when that service is going to demand uh, a, a chunk? So exclusivity, yes, it's going to ruin TV, but I, I, I also think um, it's going to somewhat save it to a degree because we can kind of pick and choose where we want to watch the content that we want to watch without having to subscribe to a package deal uh but sorry the, pro, the cons do outweigh the, the pros but um for i've seen other companies do it, do it where there's a third party come in and they like take ev ev everything and they combine it all like okay it's it's like cable you, you pay for it mm -hmm. uh, it's all that's like, what's gonna uh, happen yeah. i'm with yeah. you it's all gonna come back around to cable we're essentially going like regardless of what we say about exclusivity um it's all going back in full circle because exclusivity won't be here any longer we're already seeing it with gaming and we're pretty much going to see it with music and i think we're gonna see it with tv uh because uh all these things are gonna have to merge at some point because warner bros has lost like half like more than half of of its um, um revenue netflix is bleeding money as you speak and amazon prime is l leveraging their future on a on a on a show uh the only one that's actually doing well is Disney Plus, is because Disney Plus owns everything, and they, um, they, I don't want to give them too much credit, but they're kind of listening, as opposed to these other ones that aren't, because they're more focused on making like closing it off. Whereas Disney is also kind of like like that too, but they have. That money, that Disney money to to keep it afloat, whereas these other companies don't um really. Wine yeah. mom, it just wine mom, do you think there's ever a possibility, considering the Zoomers and the pace media works, blah 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 blah, that people would want either physical media again or would come to the point that they would pay to watch something? Do you think that would ever happen again? I, I say both. 
I'm really thinking. Okay. Because this is the thing. I I usually I'm usually on board with things that Raza says. And it's okay. like I half disagree because I think exclusivity is going to kill media. I I hear you, but I I still think that that's going to kill a lot of shows because people are not going to watch them because they're on platforms or channels that they're not subscribed to because most people don't want to subscribe to something for one thing. So that's where I think exclusivity may be a killer, but I also understand what you're saying about the owning of rights and like losing media and stuff like that. So I hear you and I cautiously disagree. Let's say that. Okay, um, good. <laughs> one point that I did like, so like one thing that, that you said that I feel like is highly possible because it's something that has not yet quite died is cable. Only because I think about like Rogers boxes and like bell boxes and stuff like that where people have to have to have a box for their cable now. It's like if Netflix or these other channels were able to infiltrate that system where they would have it where you would subscribe to a Netflix channel and you could watch all your Netflix stuff on your cable box for a dollar extra a month on top of your already bill. And then you add Disney for a dollar fifty on top of your already bill to get this extra channel. I can see how that could become successful because yeah. if you bring it back I've... to having a cable box where all you have to do is tell your cable provider, add this channel, mm-hmm. it could work. I, I can see how that could work. They would have to cut in the cable company. <laughs> of yeah. course, obviously. Yeah. But I, I have um. seen that, like, because when, when I was a kid, we'd go to the cottage, we'd have the satellite, and my aunt would pay extra money to get specific channels pushed to the yeah. satellite for when we were up at the cottage so that we could watch movies instead of having a bunch of DVDs and VHSs take up space in a very tiny little cottage. So that was very yeah. successful when Bell did that. And so that's why I'm saying I could see that becoming success- more successful because people with cottages, with trailers, people who are on the go and moving and, and have like internet cable boxes, that's going to work for them. Yeah, they've yeah. got, it's kind of, that's how the Android boxes work, right? It's called IPTV mm-hmm. and you like tune in to pretty much an RSS feed, much like you, much like you're listening to this podcast on now. And it just streams the channels to there and just like you're describing, you can pay for access yeah. to more media or blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that's yeah. a semi-legal process to watch television right now. It's just that I think what you're saying, I think that's Bell or a major cable company, no matter what country you're from, will go, oh, let's uh, copy the Look well, at us. We're new. This is an online cable service. But really, well, it's just a repackaging of existing tech. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so I briefly remember maybe I'm unlocking like a weird pseudo whatever, some sort of weird memory in my brain that's like maybe not real, maybe it's something I dreamt. But I feel like I remember at one point in time on Rogers you could subscribe and have Netflix sent to your Rogers box. Like I feel like I remember that very briefly because Yeah, but I remember having the Netflix channel on Rogers, but I didn't have an account. So it's like you they, could still you would still have to pay the regular account. They just happen to also like be on oh a cable way. channel. They're clearly doing that. They're going Netflix is literally going full circle then because they're literally thinking about doing that. that but again. that would be smart. <laughs> that would be smart though. I feel like that no, would make it But it's free. 
Yeah. It's free with ads. That's the, that's yeah. the own, own. I mean, I don't really want ads. That's one thing. It's like advertisement needs to die. If people want to buy things, they're going to buy them. Advertise them different ways. Put it in the TV shows to do advertisement. Like, come on. That's... Use TikTok for that. Use TikTok for that. There's no money in TikTok advertisements. Is that your that. income just, revenue so generation? Um, I I feel you there. Oh, the built-in no, things. I, it's I, just because okay. the cable box, they be lying to you. And the cable that they're plugging in is also an internet connection that they can go on the yeah, internet as course. well. So they're just, yeah. even though they they already have another internet connection there, they're not telling you. Then they you, just you, turn on the you, Netflix you, for you. You know who, who told us that at our house? The Kojiko guy. He's just like, by the way, you you can literally have TV here if you want it to. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, yeah. like, on my Roku, yeah. I can watch TV on my Roku. I can watch cable on my Roku TV yeah. through yeah, the internet. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just yeah. it just connects like, that way. But this is what are I mean. So, like, are you stoked for the new uh, Weird Al Yankovic biopic that's coming exclusively to um, Roku? No. Oh, that Daniel sounds fantastic. I didn't even know it was a thing. Because, again, like, when there's exclusivity, it 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 goes over my head. I'm sorry. You're right, I'm, I'm You're right you, though. Because like a it's lot of fine. people, because a lot of people will say, "Oh, I didn't know." Like I thought, because if I, sometimes when I bring up things that I've watched on other platforms, people will be like, "Oh, I thought that was on Netflix." It's like, no, it's exclusive to this platform. And they're like, "Oh, well, then I'm not going to watch it because I'm not going to spend another month subscription just so I can watch this." Yeah, yeah. People are. I I agree with you, and I think people are getting there, but I'm worried that. Everybody will com- become complacent to a sub- subscription-based lifestyle. That's like- what exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because I'll like on. Okay, this is pretty much out of your wheelhouse, Landma. But I'm still gonna say it. But Xbox's Game Pass is like Netflix's. Uh, it's it's like movies but games on demand. You download them and and you have them. It's doing numbers. People love that because there's a value there. So people are looking. A lot of people are now looking at the value for the subscription if 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 it's worth it. I I, I think the argument is going away from like oh, like. It would like people. No, it isn't going away. But but now people are talking about like, oh, can ha, is this worth my money? Are, are, are the shows here worth my money? It's like are, are the I agree. I money? agree with you, but I'm just saying there's a lot of companies that exist right now that are not getting my money specifically because they choose exclusivity. And that that if you're gonna bring up video games right now, that's a whole nother ball game, Rob. We Where lost her go? to the woods. She she oh. drove into the lake. She's See, gone. She was threatening me. And missing for another day. Yeah, exactly. Thank <laughs> you, internet gods. Um, <laughs> but um, so to round it all up, as as Raza put wisely at the beginning, right? When it, the the quality isn't going to be there because they need to invest in what's more secure. So as we sit here into our new dystopian future. You best you best watch what you want to watch because otherwise it's gonna be gone soon. All right. So since we're missing a wine mom, I'm gonna throw the tweet of the re- week on the screen. I'll read it out to y'all nice and quietly. And I guess Bailey's closing it out because he's all solo now. So we got the tweet of the week, Circa Raza, 
picked a quality one. Let's see. It's on screen now. You've just ordered Pizza Hut and a 2-liter Mountain Dew. You've loaded up RuneScape on your PC. No school tomorrow. Your parents don't care if you stay up all night long. A perfect summer night. You are 39 years old. The year is 2022. <laughs> Banger one. Banger one. I'm with it. For, forgot about that one. <laughs> okay, so kids, you know the drill. What we're setting up next, we're back. We got life. We got soul. We had a vacation. Raza's stoked to be editing more. I'm here. I'm gonna add more touches here. We got jingles coming. We got we got intersection magic. I might have placed ads soon. Thanks for sticking around. We love you. There's a car under your chair. I got your keys to a new house. And subscribe to us and follow us and do all the shit. Uh, I got jiggles as well. Whatever you need, I got it. We got it. Tune in later. Love you. Bye. Our outro's coming on if you're listening to the live stream. Uh, and we'll be right back. Hang out with us. Thank you again for watching us badly talk about these, these topics. You can follow us on Twitch. Marching into madness, all one word, no space. On the gram, marching underscore into underscore madness, and on Patreon at patreon.com slash marching into madness. And again on Lay Discord A at marching into madness. Join us and Bailey will pay you ten whole Canadian dollars. <laughs> You can follow Whitey over at Harley underscore media on the Insta. You must definitely follow the life of our, of our whole podcast, Wine Mom, at X Wine Mom X because the year is 2002 and we still have, have the X in our names. And me, your favorite brown boy, at underscore R dot R Malik underscore. Thank you for the third time. We love you. Drink some milk and be healthy. Remember, kids, say no to school and yes to <laughs> It's like such bad advice. It's like here we put this well-formulated podcast together with good insight on facts and truth and political points and social issues. Don't go to school, dude. Oh, God. Motherfuckers shouldn't be near school after saying that. Bailey listens to me say the sentence and he goes, "Mm, maybe I should say my sentence now. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.